Hello and welcome to a new episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast of the Desert Vipers, a side that plays in the UAE's own 2020 cricket league, the DP World ILT20. And this time we look back on an emphatic win for Colin Munro's side against the Gulf Giants, a six-wicket success with more than three overs in hand. Coming up, we have reaction from opening batter Alex Hales, wicketkeeper batter Azam Khan, who scored the fastest 50 in the history of the tournament, and also head coach James Foster, with the results seeing the side surge up the table from 6th to 3rd. It means that qualification for the end-of-season playoffs is now very much on the radar, and if the side can repeat the quality of this display, who knows? Maybe even a top-two spot, and with it two chances to reach the final, could be a possibility. That, of course, is all for the future. But for the here and now, the team will need to refocus quickly as they face MI Emirates, the table toppers in Abu Dhabi in another match less than 24 hours after wrapping up against Gulf Giants. If you want to attend that match, then obtaining a ticket couldn't be easier. You can do so via the league's own website, www.ilt20.ae, or at any Virgin Megastore across the UAE. Time now, though, to look back on the victory and a much-needed one, too, against Gulf Giants, a repeat of last year's final, and thankfully, from a Vipers' perspective, not a repeat of that result. This was the Vipers' sustainability match, a game where the franchise highlighted all the actions they're taking to raise the profile of climate change and recycling. The players played in green, and they knew that to sustain their chances of progress in the tournament, a victory was an absolute must. Colin Munro won the toss and opted to bowl first on a cool and cloudy day at the Dubai International Stadium, during which there was the odd spot of drizzle and his side was on the money right from the outset. Mohamed Amir took the wicket of Giants captain James Vince from the first ball that Vince faced on his way to taking three for 34 and every bowler was impressive. When Nindu Hasaranga shone once more as the only spinner used, taking two for 15 in his four overs, a spell he bowled in one go, starting in the power play. He didn't concede a single boundary, and his wickets included the dangerous Chris Lynn, who fell for 31. The only slight blot on the landscape from a Vipers' perspective was that the Giants scored 59 from their final five overs as Shimron Hetmeyer, so often a thorn in the Vipers' flesh last season, returned to form with 40 not out from 23 balls faced. His effort meant the Giants finished with 160 for seven, a score the Vipers would have settled for at the outset, but one which was maybe 10 or 15 more than it might have been. Matisha Patirana took two for 38, while Luke Wood and Tamal Mills went wicketless, but still tested the Giants' batters. Rowan Mustafa and Alex Hales once again opened for the Vipers and added 23 in a shade more than three overs, and when Rowan was dismissed for 10, Alex Hales and Colin Munro added 54 for the second wicket in seven overs to keep the chase on track. Alex made 44 from 30 balls with four fours and two sixes and he looked set to cut loose just as he was dismissed. But when Wanindu Hasaranga fell in the same over for a single, the Vipers were suddenly 79 for three in the 11th over and the match appeared to be in the balance. 
It was then that Azim Khan walked in and what he did turned the encounter on its head. He made what seemed set to be a tight finish into a cakewalk for the Vipers. He struck his first ball for a straight six and after surviving a tough chance at backward point in the following over, he went ballistic. He hit five fours and four sixes in an 18 ball half century, the quickest in the history of the DP World ILT20. The captain caught his mood and reached his second 50 of this year's tournament in 36 deliveries with six fours and two sixes of his own and together the pair added a scarcely believable 80 in just six overs. When Colin was caught on the boundary with just two needed, the match had long since ended as a contest and in the end, victory was achieved with 19 balls in hand, something to give the Vipers net run rate a massive boost. Let's now get some reaction to that terrific six-wicket win, starting with Alex Hales. Alex, thanks so much for being with us. And, well, is it a case of the real Vipers standing up? Because that really was a Vipers-like performance for perhaps the first time in this <coughs> tournament. Yeah, it was much more like it. We've probably, if we're being honest, we've not quite been our best this tournament, but... To come out in a, in a must-win game for us against the defending champions and play like that was very impressive. Um, and yeah, it's, it's now now's when it counts in, in tournament cricket. You want to be playing your best cricket towards the end of it. And that's exactly what we felt like we did today. It was very convincing and um, you know, it looked like it, it was going to be close towards the back end there. But the way Azam and Colin batted was brilliant. It took all the pressure off. What about the toss? Vipers won it, uh, opted to bowl first. That's been the story for the majority of times in this tournament. Was it an important toss to win? I think it was, yeah. I think, I don't, I'm not sure anyone's defended yet at this ground at Dubai. So I think the toss does play an important role. But you know, if you win it, you haven't won the game. You still have to go out there and perform well. And I thought we set the tone really well with the ball early on. A um, couple of, you know, a few wickets in the power play, which is always a bonus. And I think our bowling's been pretty good most of the year. So it's nice to back it up with the batter. Alex, you talked about the, the bowling. And once again, Wanindu Hasaranga, absolutely outstanding. He came on actually in the power play bowled his four overs through, two for 15, didn't concede a boundary. He really is so important, isn't he? Huge, yeah. And that, that sixth over he bowled, you know, that's a really important over for us because, you know, teams are always looking to attack that over and, you know, we thought he was a perfect matchup for that. So he came on and did his job brilliantly, as he has done for the two seasons so far. He's been outstanding. Um, bat, ball and in the field, I think he's one of the best all-rounders in the world. So to have him in our ranks is, is um, huge for us. And Mohamed Amir, three for him, three for 34, including the crucial wicket of James Vince to the first ball that Vince faced. He's been uh, a nuisance for the Vipers in the past. So that was a really important strike first up as well, wasn't it? And Amir bowled really nicely today. He did, yeah. And he's, you know, he's one of the best operators in the world. He's been around a long time, um, can swing the ball. And he's also got really good variations at the death. So he's a very important bowler for us. And to get the wicket of James Vince, one of the best batters in, in T20 in the world, in my opinion. So always consistent. And so it's nice to see the back of him early. Just talk to us about the last five overs of that Gulf Giants innings. They got 59, Shimron Hetmeyer, another player who's been an absolute uh, nuisance to the Vipers over the years, got 14, 23 balls. 59 in those last five, was that just maybe a little bit too many? Maybe, yeah. I, th I, th I think they batted well, but I think... Um, they access a smaller side of the ground a little bit easier than what um, what they should have done. But you know we we know that as a side, and you know when we've got similar dimensions, we'll bounce back a lot better. But he played nicely. But yeah, we probably could have uh, tried to get him to hit out to the bigger side a little bit more. But we'll learn for the future games. 
160 at the halfway stage. Would you have taken that if I'd offered it to you at uh, the halfway at the uh, beginning of the match? I think so. Yeah, I think it's probably around par for the day games here. The pitch can be on the slower side, um, but as you say, when it, when it's chasing, it certainly seems to be the trend that it's a it's an easier game when you're chasing. So I think we'd have taken 160 probably around par, and then thought we batted really well. Um, I thought it was a little bit tricky in the power play. Had a little bit of luck with some edges and inside edges, but sometimes you need that um, um, when you score some runs. Just talk to us about your innings because it looks to me when you've got runs in the last couple of games that you've been consciously making sure you've got in before you look to be too expansive. Is that a fair call? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's important over here. I think there's been a little bit of swing and a little bit of seam so, uh, and, a, and a little bit of sort of slow bounce off the pitch. I think it's important just to try and give yourself a few balls to, to get used to, to what the pitch is going to do, whether there's going to be any swing or seam. And there actually was a little bit of nibble out there today. So I just wanted to rein it in a little bit. A um, couple of edges to help get my to help keep the scoreboard ticking along, and then expand a little bit in the middle when it got easier. Just rewinding for a second, and it does apply to you here. Obviously, with the wickets that had been taken in that first innings in the Gulf Giants innings, the Gulf Giants made the decision to to swap in Carlos Brathwaite uh, rather than Richard Gleeson. Gleeson was the man who was penciled in to be swapped in for them. But because they'd lost those wickets, they felt they needed that extra batting. How important was that in the final analysis? Because you didn't have to face Gleeson with the new ball. Yeah, he's, Gleeson's a tough. He's tough with the, at the top of the order with the new ball. He swings it at a good pace and and uh, you know gets a little bit of bounce and seam. So anytime you don't have to face him, the new ball is a bonus. I can see why they did it. Carlos is a he's a decent bowler as well, and he can whack some at the end. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah, Gleeson's a huge cog in their wheel, and you know he's, he's tough work with the new ball. So I'm always pleased not to face him. Just talk to us about that remarkable transformation in the Vipers' innings with Colin Munro and Azam Khan. They added 80 in well, roughly six overs and they just turned the whole game on its head and it made what was appearing to be quite a difficult chase an absolute walk in the park in the end. Yeah, it was. It was amazing hitting from Azam. I, I sat in the change room after I got out, sat, sat with Tamar and said, this could be a tricky little chase here. It could be hard work and a tight game. Um, and Azam just comes out two wickets in the over and pops it back over his head for six first balls. So when he did that, we all thought, wow, like he could do something special here. And, and he's that kind of player. He's one of the best hitters I've played with. A very good player of spin and a very powerful man. So to have him in our ranks like that is, is very important. The key there, I suppose, was uh, I think it was the 15th over. Carlos Brathwaite bowled it. It went for 22. And after that, uh, you were away never to be caught yeah that was game over and it was very impressive batting as well seeing you know with the field he could see that he was probably going to look to bowl wide and he just stepped across and and swept him beautifully so it's um you know it's using his initiative and very good proactive batting where do you think this leaves the vipers now in terms of uh, the overall situation in this tournament the team was sixth coming into this match now all of a sudden you've jumped up to uh, third and possibly the top two is a realistic ambition. It's definitely a realistic ambition. I think I think we've probably got to win two out of three to, to you know, hopefully give a chance of getting through. But it's a very tight group and we can see that. We've won a game today and we've jumped up three places. So it's very, very tight. All the teams all the teams can still qualify, I think. So, um, you know, we're confident. We, we feel like we've, we're wary at having played nowhere near our best cricket, which I think is an exciting place to be as a team, knowing that if we click and start improving, then there's no reason why we can't go on and win the trophy. And a word on Colin Munro, he's by his own admission been a bit scratchy in the tournament so far, but I think he really benefited from batting with Azam and all of a sudden the shackles were off with him today. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes that 
that's the way T20 goes. When you're a little bit out of touch or not batting the way you want to do, just hanging in there, getting a few out the middle, and now all of a sudden you're away. So if he, yeah, if he finds form like that for the rest of the tournament, then you know he's going to be unstoppable. So great to see him back in the in the form that he knows he's capable of. That uh, result today as well, so important in terms of net run rate. It's given the side an enormous boost in that regard, hasn't it? Definitely, yeah. And when it's a tight group like we've got, I think the net run rate becomes very, very important. So to do it the convincing way we did, you know, take down that 15th over and just keep going from there is, is very important. It could, you know, it could, um, could be a very important thing come the final game of the tournament. And I presume there's going to be a lobby in the dressing room now to, to play in green for the rest of the tournament. I said that when we, when we finished, actually, shook hands. We've got to keep in this green kit for the rest of it, I think, if we're going to play like that. So, yeah, yeah, really important, a really important performance in our, in our green kit, yeah. And in terms of the crowd today, obviously it was the sustainability match for the Vipers and uh, the crowd rolled in in great numbers. It really must be great to play in front of these uh, these numbers of people because obviously last season it was the first season of the tournament. The crowds weren't great, let's be honest about it. But now all of a sudden, uh, it must be the atmosphere must be fantastic out in the middle. Definitely, it's been brilliant this year. Um, everyone's been out in their red and green shirts supporting the Vipers, so it's been great to see. Uh, but yeah, way, way better than what it was last year. And the atmosphere is good, whether it's a weekend, weeknight. And the, the crowd have come out in numbers, so it's great to see. And of course, the important thing now is not to rest on the laurels because there's another game coming up uh, in, uh, well, less than 24 hours' time. Exactly, yeah, and against a tough team. I think Mumbai are top, um, so they're a very dangerous side. And, but, you know, it's, it's quite nice when you get an emphatic win like that just to, to roll out a game again the next day, so we're looking forward to it. Alex Hales, the Vipers opening batter, in positive mood after the success against the Gulf Giants. Now, let's hear from Azam Khan. He spoke with local media in the aftermath of his innings, and this is what he had to say. Uh, I think I quite enjoyed it, and, uh, you know, I always have this belief that I can change the game at any moment. So, I was there, and I know I could finish it. So, yes, I did. Quite happy about it. I think it's good for the Pakistani players as well that, you know, they're performing in such a great league. So, uh, it's also good for their careers uh, as they're going in for the PSL now. So I think they will gain some confidence from the cricket we're playing here. So, yeah. Would you like to see Azam in the national squad? One question. Uh, I can't say that because it's his own decision and everyone has a right to, you know, display their uh, point of view. I think when the crowd is cheering for you, then you have to be there and showcase your talent. So uh, that's what I believe in as well. So yeah, I was there till the end and finished the game for my team. Quite happy about it. Last time when I came for the game, I was watching one of the game and uh, couldn't find enough crowd over here. But this time, I'm very glad that uh, you know people from Dubai are showing up in the grounds. I'm glad that uh, people are supporting me and they're here to enjoy their uh, you know time off. So yeah, enjoying. Azam Khan, happy with his form and happy with the way the crowds are turning out to support both the Desert Vipers and the DP World ILT20 this season. Now let's get the coach's perspective. We caught a word with head coach James Foster after the victory, and while he didn't go overboard on the success, it's fair to say he was a happy man. Yeah, um, really pleased with our performance. Um, obviously getting the win in a such a convincing manner with the way we chased that down. Um, I'm delighted that there's still room for improvement, which also excites me. I know that might sound a bit of an odd thing to say. Um, I still think we can be a little bit smarter at times in the field, um, but delighted in general with how we've operated today and finishing it in that style um, in a very convincing win is going to, I believe, really help us at this sort of business end of the tournament. 
finishing in that style, Azim Khan and Colin Munro, they added 80 in six overs, and both of them able to go past a half century. That's great for the team's confidence, but also great for their confidence too, isn't it? It is. It was... um... You know, a, a, a phenomenal partnership. It really was the way Azam came in and changed the game right there and then, um, which is what he does. You know, it's it's not always going to come off. You know, you you can't always expect that every single time. But his he has the ability to do that. The power and the finesse that he possesses um, is pretty special. And I thought Munners was really smart with how he operated today. Hales he was getting going in that partnership. Munners I thought looked very proactive. Lot got in great positions, and then with Azam flying again, he didn't have to go toe for toe for him. But then when he got that over and that kind of match up with the ball turning into him into the short side, um, you know, I, th- I thought it was super smart batting. And then he got his signature reverse switch out as well, um, which is great to see. Yeah, absolute thrill for Munners, as skipper, the way he um, performed today. You said there's a little bit of room still for improvement. What would you like to see the side do better? Oh, I'd, look, I'd, again, that's going to be probably a bit of an in-house thing, um, but there's definitely room. Um, which, again, like, as I said earlier, it's it, it really excites me the fact that we can still get better, and there's still I, I would say some big improvements still 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 to be um, added with, with our performance. Doesn't count for anything, though, I guess, if you don't back it up with another result now, though, does it? Well, look, I mean, it's 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 the start. You know, we've got the, these this double header. Uh, today and tomorrow which is you know we've had a you know a very tough schedule you know six games in nine days is you, you don't see that very often in franchise in franchise cricket or any type of cricket so um, but getting a win today just actually keeps guys pretty mentally fresh going into a big game tomorrow but you know we'll, we'll 100% take the confidence from today's performance into tomorrow but again you have to start again new um, new opposition, new conditions, new situation. You know, it's we just have to then play what's in front of us, as we always try and encourage our, our team to do, um, and hopefully put in an, an, another very good performance like we did today, and also how we did against Mumbai four or five days ago. It's so tight the table, isn't it? You've gone from sixth up to third on the strength of one result. Yeah, and I had no idea. When I was just doing a bit of the uh, the TV stuff just then, I, I saw where we were positioned. I was like, "Wow, you know, it, it, it changes significantly." So you're right. Tight games. Um, two more, well, one more game for us before we have like almost like a mini break, a little bit of a rest and a recharge before two more uh, group games to go. So look, you know, there's there's, there's still plenty of work to do, um, but I'm very excited to see what we can achieve. James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach. A happy man, but also not getting too high after one excellent result. And that wraps things up for another episode of Vipers Voices. It's a quick turnaround for the Vipers now, as their next match is on Sunday the 4th of February against MI Emirates at the Zayed Cricket Stadium in Abu Dhabi. Tickets are available for that match and every one that the Vipers will play via the ILT20 website and also at all Virgin Megastores throughout the UAE. We'll be back with reaction from the Vipers camp after that match and you can watch the reaction too via the Vipers Voices vodcast on the website or the Vipers YouTube channel. Don't forget too that you can follow the Vipers every move on all the major social media platforms. 
For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>